Hello, and welcome to episode 83 of the podcast. How is your weekend going? I hope it's off to a good start. I hope you have some enjoyable, relaxing activities planned for yourself over the next couple of days. And thanks for tuning into the podcast. It's great to connect as always. I'm Zoe. And today we are going to talk about something that is different (laughs) from what I said we would talk about yesterday. So let me explain that for a minute. So on yesterday's podcast episode, I said that I wanted to do today's podcast episode around donating money. And I am changing course on that decision, (laughs) which goes back to episode 81 about how to make better decisions and stop second guessing yourself. So I said that kind of spur of the moment as I was going through the podcast yesterday. But when I thought about it a little bit more, um, I, I do not feel prepared myself to know how to present the topic of donating money in a way that doesn't potentially just make people feel like obligated or guilty or moralized or judged in some way. Um, and so I'm not going to do a podcast episode on that today, at least, because that is those are not feelings that I want to create in anyone who might be listening to the show. Um, that said, I think donating money is something that I just, I sincerely really enjoy. And that's, I guess, the, the piece of advice um, I will give today before I go to the main topic is that donating money works so much better <laughs> and your financial situation will work so much better and you will actually find you will be able to donate even more if you are able to shift into doing it from a sense of enjoyment rather than a sense of guilt or obligation. And if you already have planned to do some giving and you are looking for help with um, how to think about where to give that, that is something I would love to talk to you about one-on-one. You can um, always just email me at zoe, Z-O-E, at lifesimplybetter.com. I'm more than happy to just do a coaching session with you on that just for free outside of the program. Um, I'd love to do that, but I don't think I'm going to do the topic as a general podcast episode because I think before I did it, I would want to give a little bit more thought to how to present it in a way that again, didn't um, just didn't come off as uh, guilt (laughs) or obligation inducing for lack of a better phrasing with that. So that leaves, that leaves the question then, what are we going to talk about on today's podcast? And so I think I'm going to talk about a random topic that I'm just kind of honestly picking <laughs> right now. That sounds so bad. On a spot as we're recording, let's talk about um, giving yourself permission to do what you want and how that is not a dangerous, risky thing to do, how that can actually work out really well for you and work out a lot better and be more enjoyable than restricting yourself, shooting all over yourself, etc. So what happens for a lot of us is that there are things that we want, things that we crave, things that we desire, but we don't think that we should do those things or we think it would be bad to do those things or it would have some bad consequence. And so then we don't do them. We restrict. 
and we kind of wall off certain possibilities for ourselves. Now, a couple of things that happens when we do that, one is that then we have to kind of constantly being, be using a significant portion of our energy just towards willpower because we're constantly needing to spend energy on keeping ourselves in the quote unquote right lane to be in, keeping ourselves quote unquote on track with what we think we should be doing. And that takes energy because in order to do that, we have to kind of restrict and push ourselves into this lane that's not completely our natural lane to be in. So there's an energy cost to not doing what we want. There is also a cost to our relationship with ourselves. And our relationship with ourselves can become almost, I would say, adversarial or rebellious when we start doing a lot of restricting and shitting on ourselves. So, you know, we have our, our inner child or our inner person who wants something. And then it's almost like our adult brain comes in and says, no, you can't have that or no, you shouldn't do that. And we end up with our, ourselves and our relationship with ourselves kind of split into these two different pieces. The, the kid or the inner rebel who wants something and feels thwarted and restricted and um, suppressed and the adult <laughs> brain that um, is trying to keep everything in check. And so then even more energy goes into that kind of inner argument and adversarial relationship with ourselves. And that is where we start to lose trust in ourselves, to start to lose a sense of connection with who we really are, uh, to start to doubt ourselves and feel lost. We think those are these great existential questions that we have, but really the way that happens is just slowly over time, there's this cumulative separation from our own desires and wants and um, integration with ourselves that happens that creates this feeling of being unfulfilled, um, dissatisfied, and just kind of stressed out. And so even though it feels like the right thing to do um, and the good thing to do to try to figure out what you should do and then try to stick to that and use willpower. And in our culture, especially for girls and for women, we really validate that way of living too. We, we give a lot of approval and validation to people who do that. So that might seem like the right thing to do, but there are all of these hidden costs that build up. And a lot of times what you will see too is some type of restrict and binge cycle where you're restricting in one area, but then you're overdoing it in another area. The classic example would be like with food or diets where you're restricting foods, but then you binge or overeat. And I'm putting those in air quotes because I think those we often apply the wrong labels to what is really happening with that. But, you know, we'll restrict for a while on whatever foods we think are on the naughty list, but then we the pendulum swings back and we, we eat a bunch of those foods or we eat a lot of those foods. And so our willpower can only take us so far. And 
Food is an obvious example where you can see that happen, but you can see that in a lot of other places as well. Like I'll give another example that might seem less obvious. Another example would be you um, restrict what you want. You restrict permission to do what you want, and then you end up overworking, like binging on work, so to speak, as a way to compensate for that and as a way to try to get approval and validations and, and things that substitute for the pleasure that you would get from doing what you genuinely enjoy. But those, uh, those overdoing of things, that, that binging never really gives you true enjoyment, whether it's with um, work or food or whatever it is, it never really gives you true enjoyment and satisfaction. And so you get stuck in this cycle. And so not only does it take a lot of energy when we don't give ourselves permission to do what we want and we try to restrict ourselves, it also uh, doesn't work at all. (laughs) Like we don't get the results that we want because willpower is a finite resource and we're creating this kind of adversarial, rebellious undertone with our relationship with ourselves. We're trying to get enjoyment from things that we don't actually want We're trying to get like substitute enjoyment. And so we end up actually not creating the results that we wanted to create in the first place. So the whole point of us restricting and doing what we thought we should do was to create some result, right? But restriction and shitting on ourselves doesn't actually create good results. That's like the big lie of all of this is that we think restricting ourselves is the right way to go and is going to get us the result that we want, whether that's losing weight or whether that's, um, you know, having the life that we want, whatever it is, you know, getting the success that we want in life, restriction and um, shutting on yourself doesn't actually get you there. So takes a lot of energy, doesn't feel good, doesn't get you good results. That is my, essentially my argument against uh, restricting your desires and your own wants and needs. So the alternative to this is to give yourself permission to do what you want. When you do that, you're not using up all of the energy on willpower and um, trying to drive your, keep yourself in a lane that isn't really natural for you. You're not, um, you're not feeling bad all the time because you're doing things that you want and you're enjoying yourself. And you're also getting better results because you get rid of that restrict binge cycle. You are not um, bickering with yourself. You don't have this surface level adversarial rebellious relationship with yourself. You actually rebuild the connection with yourself and that allows you to uh, make better decisions to create the life that you want. And also enjoyment and pleasure is is a fuel it energizes us, it gives us inspiration and fuels creativity and connection and relationships. And that leads to ultimately creating the results that we want to create. So that is the argument for giving yourself permission to do what you want. It clears all of the crap up that you're getting right now from restricting and shutting on yourself even though it's maybe a little bit counterintuitive at first. It's certainly different from how we are culturally uh, acclimated to do things. So the catch 
with giving yourself permission to do what you want, even if you're sold on what I'm saying right now, the catch is that just that, that we've learned, we've been conditioned to think that's dangerous and that's not a good idea. So what's going to happen when you identify something you want and you start to think about doing it and giving yourself permission to do it is you're probably going to get anxious or stressed out. Now, on one of my other enjoyment episodes, I talked about either episode 80 or episode 74, I think. I talked about this idea of looking for the low-hanging fruit, like looking for things that you do want to do that you don't, uh, you don't have a lot of resistance to in terms of thinking about giving yourself permission to do them. So some easy wins, so to speak, that you can build up from. And that still is really my best advice. I think once we start to get on board with this concept of maybe maybe it is a better idea to just do what we want, um, just building that awareness, you're going to notice some more things that you would genuinely like to do. It's It becomes more a reminder. It becomes more a factor of just reminding yourself of this and remembering to remind yourself of this rather than having to make these big dramatic decisions. And I think a lot of us, when we start thinking about giving ourselves permission to do what we want, it feels like um, there's going to be some big dramatic conversation that we're going to need to have with someone and we're going to need to set all of these, you know, strong boundaries. We're going to have to totally change our lives around. And you may have some big decisions out there to make. Uh, I'm not saying you won't, but you're also going to have plenty of little decisions, plenty of small decisions that are low-hanging fruit that are easy wins for you. And that's what I would start with, because when you start with those easier things where you don't encounter a lot of resistance, you are going to... um, you're going to start to build evidence that this process works. And you're going to start to demonstrate that to your brain, to your body, to yourself. And that is going to go a long ways. Some of those things that might seem uh, big and dramatic now for you to set boundaries with or for you to be able to actually give yourself permission to do what you want. As you build more evidence, as you just have more enjoyment in your life to fuel yourself, you will be able to uh, you will be able to see more clearly a path forward, and things will start to feel less dramatic for some of these bigger changes that you might want to make. Now, there may be some bigger changes that you want to explore making now, and if so, that's great. My my advice there, to, just to be completely honest, and this isn't a plug for myself because I think you could work with any coach on this. But my advice on that, if you're looking at something, a bigger change, and you're used to people pleasing and doing what you think you should do, and now you're looking at making a a bigger statement or a bigger change along the lines of giving yourself permission to do what you want, I think getting coaching for that or therapy, if you're in therapy or interested in doing therapy, getting some type of coaching or therapy, something beyond just talking through it with a friend, I think is really helpful because you are going up against some really strong conditioning and our brain can do some pretty wacky things in these situations, Um, including, you know, 
reacting out of stress, including self-sabotage, including just kind of like distorted thinking about things um, and maybe not being able to see all of your options clearly in front of you, where it's really helpful to have someone who has experience in helping people with this type of decision and um, giving permission to yourself really helps to have someone to talk it through with. So that would be just my honest advice. I know that's harder than just saying, oh, listen to podcast number 23 and that'll solve all your problems. Um, but what I say as the, the DIY approach, if you don't want to get coaching and you don't want to get therapy, would be to just start with that low-hanging fruit and just gradually build until you feel comfortable with some of these bigger items that you might be dealing with. Um, and when I say comfortable, I don't mean that you have zero anxiety about it, but you can see a path forward that makes sense to you and feels very doable and you have your own back with that. Um, and then beyond that, I would say getting a, a coach or a good therapist that that gets this and is able to help you think through things in an in a objective, um, clear perspective, I think is just super helpful. And if you do want information as we wrap up here, if you do want information on coaching with me, I'm certainly happy to help you with whatever situation you are in with that. And you can find out more information about that at my website, which is lifesimplybetter.com. But again, I think, you know, there's so many good therapists and coaches out there that can help you with just this kind of thing. So with that, that is what I have to say about giving yourself permission to do what you want. I hope this has been a helpful episode for you. I would love to hear from you anytime. Like I said, you can always send me an email at zoe at lifesimplybetter.com. And I hope you have a great rest of your weekend.